0: Have you ever had a moment in your life that you felt like you were doing what you were supposed to be doing, whether a job, a calling, a ministry, or even with your family, but then it was like everything you were doing was falling apart and felt like your faith was gone? Well, stick around for episode 14 of the 318 Project, and I will share how the account of an Old Testament prophet and a widow woman helped me in a time that I felt my faith was gone. This is The 318 Project, a guide to equip men through godly principles and develop as husbands, fathers, and sons. And now, your host, Ryan Hare. Hello, and thanks for joining me on The 318 Project. So, what was that one situation That had me questioning my faith. Well, it goes back several years ago, and I was stepping out in ministry, felt like I was trying to step out in a ministry calling. And so we had to, for this ministerial training program in the church that we were a part of at the time, and so we had to go to the headquarters. Well, it was an interview process that we applied for, and me and my wife, April, we both had to go to this interview. So we go down for a couple days, and we have this meeting with two of the officials. And it's a simple interview process to see if you're qualified and fit to go through the program. And so during that whole time, just the situation felt awkward. And there were things later on that we found out as to why it felt that way, but it was just an odd feeling. And so after we had finished this interview process, we're traveling back home. And it's approximately a four-hour drive from where the headquarters were to our house. So on the way home, I'm driving, and I just had this uneasy feeling. And the more I thought about it and dwelt on it, I wasn't even questioning the calling because I felt like maybe it was something I was trying to do on my own. Like I was stepping out, felt like that was the direction I needed to take. And even the one of the leaders, he even said, why are you doing this if, to really be credentialed? You really don't need credentialing to do what you're do, wanting to do. So I thought about that, and I wasn't too upset. But just the rest of that situation left me, like I said, not questioning the calling, but questioning my faith. And that was what I had a problem with. I'm like, how can I be questioning my faith at this time? So after we got back, I was praying about it and and looking. And the Lord had put this on my heart. And like I said, this was a few years ago. This was something that I wrote down. But I want to share that because I think it's still relevant to today. And it's always relevant to us, to me and you during those times. So what happens when your faith feel like is completely gone well i first want to take you to read luke chapter 6 verse 38 now it says in that verse it says give and it shall be given unto you good measure pressed down shaken together and running over shall men given to your bosom for with the same measure that you met withal, it shall be measured to you again Now, usually this verse is used for me growing up. A lot of people would always quote this verse as they were getting ready to take up the tithes and offering. And some people have taken advantage of it and and kind of used it for a prosperity movement, but I'm not getting into that today. But it's generally meant as an encouragement that as you give, you will be blessed in return, whether it's a financial blessing, spiritual, or even physical blessing. However, When we really look at it, the analogy that Jesus is using, and like he used so many times with those that he was speaking to, we see that it's about a worker in the field, and they're loading his or her basket of grain that they would then push the wheat down, the wheat or grain, they would shake it to move it around, to help settle it down, to make more room available in that basket. And they would continue this process until the basket was full and overflowing the top. And again, like I said, we see this reference in our spiritual blessings of how we can have an abundant overflow of peace, joy and happiness. But that's not always the case. And like I said, there have been those times that I have experienced an emotional and spiritual roller coaster. I think we all have. And like I said, during this time, as I was praying and even questioning God about this situation and at times other situations, that he reminded me in this point of the story of Elijah and the widow woman in 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 1 through 16. And that's what I wanted to talk about. Now, in the first couple of verses, verses 1 through 3 of that chapter, we see that Elijah tells King Ahab that there would be a drought and a famine. And at that point, God then directs Elijah to go to the brook Cherith. And we see that God would then provide for him. Like I said, as after reading this chapter about the widow woman, it was at this point that God laid it on my heart, the part about this widow woman. And we see that God had made provision for Elijah by sending the ravens with food. But like I said, after a short time, the brook dries up, and God commands Elijah to travel to Zarephath. Now, here's an interesting thing. Zarephath is like a sea town, so it's on the coastline. The brook Cherith was more central of Israel. This was approximately a 60-mile journey, so it wasn't like he was just going – a short distance. Most people during that time, they never traveled a great distance, nothing more than maybe 10 to 15, 20 miles. So to be going 60 miles was quite a journey, but we see that God had directed him there. And in verse nine, God tells Elijah, I have commanded a widow woman there to provide for you. So we see Elijah travels to Zarephath and upon meeting this woman, he, he, he asked her for a drink of water, but then he also says, bring me a piece of bread. And here is her response. And this is where we're getting into with this. Her response to him was that she only had a little bit of meal and oil left for her and her son. And that after they ate that meal, they were going to prepare to die from the famine in the land. Her faith was gone. Like I said, this was how I felt. How many of us have felt that way? Ha- I know some point in time, like I said, I have, and you probably have too, felt that way of those moments of doubt. Like I said, here I am praying that God's will and provision would be provided for my family and our fa- finances, our spiritual needs, the ministerial direction, and even other opportunities And yet, I felt like the more I was praying and trying to press in, the harder the struggle. And I'm sure you have felt that same way of you're praying, you're seeking, whether you have faith or not, and you just feel like that situation is getting nowhere. Because so many times, here's the thing, we as Christians, not only as Christians, but as men, we believe that God has the power to do anything. Often we have doubts, not about God's ability, but his faithfulness. The question isn't, can God do it? But is more of, will he do it for me? So many times we see other people being blessed And we've, we have this idea like, well, my faith is greater than theirs, or I'm, I've been giving my tithes and giving in the offering. I've been doing this in the church. They hardly do anything. And yet, God, you're blessing them. And it's over and over and over again. And sometimes we get caught up in our self worries. But my thoughts kept going back. To the barrel of mill and all I can picture is a wooden barrel, like from the old Western movies. And that that's just that's me, how I picture it. I know they didn't have these wooden barrels back in Old Testament times that I know of. Most of them were kind of like a clay pot. But anyway, but this is what comes to mind for me. Now, I want you to picture with me this short lady leaning over this barrel as far as she can and almost falling into the barrel to get that last scoop, last little bit of the remaining meal in that bottom of the barrel. And it's with that image in mind that the Lord showed me. That so many times I had been waiting and expecting my blessings when the barrel was full. Kind of like when we go back to that part of in Luke of uh, these blessings overflowing. And so many times for me it was expecting these when when I'm on the mountaintop and, and everything is going great, that these blessings were gonna take, you know, come, and they do come. But sometimes our greatest measure of faith and strength comes when we are down to our last scoop of faith left at the bottom of the barrel. That is when we put our trust in God and allow him to shake and even press us down. He, he doesn't do it in, in anger or frustration, but to make room to add more faith in our basket. It's this point that we then realize that when our basket was full, we weren't completely depending on God and felt like a lot of our accomplishments. And even for me, I felt like a lot of my accomplishments then were done on my own and not having that faith that God would provide. But it's when we are scraping that bottom of the barrel and it seems like there's no relief in sight and our normal actions bring no benefits. That's when we begin to panic and we take our eyes off God. And there's that part of the scripture that says, you know, the, the the hand to the plow. And if you turn, then you're not worthy. And so many times that's what happens. We get distracted and we get so caught up in what we can do and not do in a situation that we panic. Kind of like with Peter, even Peter stepping out on the water. You know, it was that initial faith to step out on the water with Jesus. But when he saw the surrounding situations of the storm and the waves that he panicked, that worry set in. And here's the thing. We don't need to wait until we are in a crisis to start praying. We should always have that relationship with Christ in prayer and devotion and at times so that when we do face a situation, or a crisis, We are a little bit more prepared. Now, that doesn't mean that God's not going to allow situations to happen. But when you have that. Those habits of prayer and devotion, that when you face those trials. It's not so overwhelming. And again, by praying and seeking God's will and allowing him to take control of that situation. God will begin to show you and me that he had us. And has us in his hands this whole time. And he is directing our path to the place where we put every bit of faith and trust in him. With each time in prayer, devotion, or worship, we can go to that mill barrel, that, that wooden barrel, or that again metaphorical barrel, and by faith scoop out what we see, even though we see it as that last bit of faith, that last scoop of faith But over time, when we look again, you look back in the barrel, and there's still more. And it's there that he is supplying our needs, and our faith was renewed at the bottom of the barrel. And when we go back, you know, kind of going back, there's a book by Dr. Edwin Lewis Cole that says the title is fitting because, again, he kind of references or uses a lot of it on the story of the life of Elijah. And not just with Elijah. We see his life that he had a lot of fear and doubt, insecurities. He questioned a lot of things. He even to the point that wanted to die. But here was the thing. He was a prophet of God, and God continued to use him over and over again. And he was that champion of faith. And it's not always that part of winners aren't those that never fail. But it's the winners that never quit. And that was the thing with him. He didn't quit. He wanted to, but God didn't allow him and showed him and he pressed on. And that's the way with us. We may have those setbacks. We may have those moments of crisis. He talks about it in the book. It says, whatever the cause of your crisis, whether it's a job loss, marital tensions, Midlife transitions and frustrations, religious or social persecution. You must remember that the outward appearances and inward emotions will always change. Not everything has changed, though. God is the same. God is faithful to his word and to you. And when we go back, like I said, it's those times that we worry. And that part, again, I was telling you of Peter. Peter had allowed that worry. What was he worried about? He was worried about himself sinking in the water. And that's the thing. When we start to worry, that centers on ourself. What can I do? How can I get out of this situation? But faith is centered on God and on Christ. And when we put our faith in God in that situation, he will then move. When we get ourself out of the way and allow God to handle it and put our faith centered on him, he will move and that will allow you to know that yes, you've gone through those situations. You faced those trials and tough times, but you haven't quit. And that's the thing we need to hold on and never quit. And it says this part in James chapter one, verse three says, for you know that when your faith is tested, Your endurance has a chance to grow. And that's that part that we want to to press on and allow our faith to grow with that endurance. And even in Ephesians 3, verse 20, it says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. And like I said, so many times we get this mindset that we can only do so much. Or that even God can only do so much. And yet so many times he comes back and blesses us exceedingly what we would think is, is capable. And that's what I want to encourage you today. Is even though when you look down into that barrel and it looks like it's completely empty. And you see only a little bit left to make your faith that you're holding on. It's that last thread of hope. Just remember this. Winners aren't those that never fail. Winners are those that never quit. So just hold on. So I want to thank you for joining me on this episode. And if you can, be sure to share this podcast with other men. And if you have a question, a comment, or a suggestion, of a possible topic that you would maybe like to hear me discuss or talk about, you can go to speakpipe.com forward slash the 318 project. Again, that's speakpipe.com forward slash the 318 project. And I'm going to provide a link for that in the show notes, along with where you can find that book by Dr. Cole. So I want you to have a blessed and wonderful day. Thank you for joining on this adventure of integrity and honor in godly masculinity. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with other men. And remember to keep building faithful men.